You're listening to a Big Finish production. I think I hit... Ah! Oh, 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 no, a baguette. So, get away from here. No, absolutely not. It's you it's after. There's no time. Run, please. I'm not leaving you to that. If you don't, you're dead. That makes it a choice between you and me. And to me, that's no choice at all. Flick, I can't. Your gun's out of charge. He doesn't know that. You have to go, please. I... Soph, you have to. I'll, I'll come back to you. You better. I love you. I love you too. Now go! <sighs> No closer, squid face, or it's a bolt between the eyes. And Mr. Ball says he would like it if you shot us less, as would I. Don't care. Stay still. If I cannot move, how will I be able to kill your wife? Wasn't planning on letting you do that. Kind of why we ran away. If you allow me to end her life, then we could stop all this excessive exertion. I wouldn't need to run. You wouldn't need to run, and she wouldn't need to breathe. Doesn't that sound nice? again, shall we? 700 wonders of the universe, and you've managed to miss every single one of them. Now, the Mausoleum Menagerie. Now, oh, too keen on making you a member. The Gallery of the Six and One King. That's tricky. As it only existed for 10 minutes, and I've already been twice. Don't want to bump into either of them again. Hmm. Ah, yes. Athana, sprawling oceans, pleasure cruisers, and the floating city of Moslin. We haven't been there for centuries, have we? Chance to revisit the statue of Kithar. Hopefully, it won't try and kill me this time. But Mr. Ball likes singing. Singing and killing. But since you won't let us kill... I said... You know that you will pass out before I do. Your injury is more severe. I will take you back to my ship and then kill your wife. I will shoot you. You keep threatening this and yet you do not do it. Got to give her as much time as I... What is that? 
Transport pod? Ship? Who cares? It's help. What will you say? That an Ood attacked you? They will not believe you. They might. Why would an Ood lie? Is it not more likely that a rebellious daughter stole her father's servant and ran away? I don't think so. I do. But Mr. Ball thinks there might be a better option for us both. Well, we're not underwater. So with any luck, that should mean we've landed on a city ship. Ah. I see no ships, no ocean, no floating city, not even a hint of a wondrous statue. Some metal debris could be a wreck. Oh, this isn't right at all. Not again. Yes, definitely the right coordinates. So why aren't things as they should be? Well, there's one way to know for certain. Gah! Two sons? Since when has Athana had two sons? Hello? We require assistance. Over here. Hang on. Oh, hello. Oh, thank the nine you found us. We didn't think anyone would find us. Oh, lying injured in the middle of a desert. Odds aren't exactly in your favor. Lucky for you, I've got form defying the odds. Well, your leg, those look like corrosive burns. May I? Sure. You a doctor? The doctor, as it goes. Miss? Felicity. And this is... I am Brian. Delighted to meet you both. Pity about the circumstances. What happened to you? Fuel cell ruptured when our ship crashed. I pulled her from the wreckage before it exploded. Oh, that's what's smouldering on the horizon. If it wasn't for Brian, I wouldn't be here. Our vessel's scanner picked up a small settlement right before impact. I was carrying Felicity there to get help, but we were attacked by bandits. She managed to scare them off, but not before they shot me in the leg. Well done, Felicity. A crash and then bandits. You have had a bad day. Now, these energy shields you're wearing, they didn't protect you? They were only designed to protect against heat. Hang on. Here. Looks like you could use one. Goes on your wrist. Hit the blue button. Ah. <sighs> Personal air conditioning via skin-tight energy field. Very sensible in this climate. Thank you. Whew. This town you mentioned, is it far? Not too far, I think. Over a few dunes that way. Right. First priority, let's get you treated. Now, I should be able to support you both. Three-legged race was my event back at school. Why can't we use your clinic, Doctor? My clinic? Your blue box. Oh, yes. That's actually my ship. Not a travelling hospital. Would it not be faster to travel in that? Short hops aren't her forte. Up you get, both of you. <laughs> <laughs> Zipping from one end of the universe to the other. Piece of cake. Nippings at the shop at the end of the road. Well, she'd take you to the end of a road, albeit one four galaxies away. Walking it is, then. That's it. Lean on me. Thanks. Are you the only survivors? I... I... Fear that everyone who came with us is dead. I'm still hoping someone else made it out alive. If there is another survivor, 
We are both keen to find them. Morning. Morning, Sheriff. What can I get you? Just a water, thanks. Sure I can't tempt you to something stronger? Not while I'm on duty. I can't recall the time when you ain't said you're on duty. So you'll always know what I'm drinking. Yeah, yeah. Water coming right up. Oh. Excuse me. Hello? My first customer of the day. A first of the week, in fact. What am I? Always ordering the free stuff. No, I need... A drink? Some food? What'll it be, ma'am? Lunch don't start till high noon, but we've had a new brew arrive from Marimoth. Made from a kind of daisy. Blue in hue, unique to their planet. No, thank you. Rather floral on the nose with a hint of locust scud. Please! This is urgent. Very soothing. Get you calm and collected in no time. Exactly what you need right now, young lady. It seems... It... No! Please, I need somewhere to hide. Right now. Oh. Sorry, ma'am. Don't want no trouble. Read the sign. Oh, uh, we don't harbor fugitives. We being this cantina, this cantina being Samson's cantina, and me being Samson, I don't harbor fugitives. Samson, I think you'll... Oh, but I'm not a fugitive. I've done nothing wrong. I promise. If I can't find a place to hide, it will kill me. Sorry to hear that, miss. I truly am. But I don't want no quarrels here. I've had the place redecorated. Get out and stay out. Samson, what do you think you are doing? Telling her what you told us. We don't want no trouble here. We don't. But today, it seems to have come a calling. There will be no killing here today, Missy. You mark my words. Catherine Steele, Sheriff of Moslin. <sighs> Sophie Russell. Charmed. Well, now, Sophie, who's trying to kill you? An assassin. It's called Brian. Brian? What kind of name for an assassin is Brian? Would you rather it were called Kelly McDeath? Go on, Sophie. My wife and I. Her father disapproved. He thinks I stole his daughter away. He sent Brian after us. He wants to find me and kill me. Then it'll take Felicity back to her father's house and she'll never be allowed to leave. Why have you come to Athana, Doctor? Well, at least this is Athana. Interesting. You didn't know? I wasn't sure. I meant to come to Athana, but the Athana, I remember, wasn't a barren desert. The last time I was here, all of this was a very large ocean. Sure you didn't go somewhere else? This place has always been inhospitable. What with the heat and the winds? It's why no one's really settled here. How well do you know the place? I'm from... We are from... Yes, yeah, sorry. We are from a couple of planets away. Really? Now, I'd have guessed you're from much further afield, Brian. Horsehead Nebula, perhaps? You know, the sense sphere? I do, but my work means I travel a lot. I only recently moved to Felicity's world to take up a new position. Two planets away from Athana is... No, don't tell me, don't tell me. I know this. It is Genophil. No, Hawkesilek. What happened to Jennifer? Never heard of it. Do you also require medical treatment, Doctor? Perhaps you've had a recent blow to the head? But I've been to Jennifer. You can see the medic before we do. Your need is clearly greater than ours. I'm not mad. Something with the power to change whole planets. Your world. Tell me about it. It is named after Hawkos 
the god of oaths. Sounds a rather serious place. It is. If a rule or an oath is broken, however small, it is punishable by death. That's barbarous. I've always thought so. And everyone just lets this happen? Everyone must swear loyalty to Horkos. To challenge the system would be to challenge Horkos. For which they are killed. Nasty little bind they've trapped themselves in. In fact, Doctor, we have a favor to ask. We swore that we would return to Horkoselic by the end of the week. Without our ship, we are as good as dead. Once you've been patched up, I can get you home in good time. Sounds like I need to have a little word with whoever's in charge. Thank you, Doctor. We appreciate your offer. Don't we, Felicity? I... Yes, Doctor. Thank you. Put her in the cellar. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Absolutely not. Samson! Sheriff, don't do this to me. Get her out of town now. Last time I harbored a fugitive, well, you ended up shooting him out of my cellar. Get over it, Samson. I had to. A fine mess it made, too. It was years ago. It took me weeks to fix up the veneer on the bar. You let him down there. I've made sure we've had no trouble since, haven't I? And we don't want none now. There won't be any. Hide Miss Sophie away. This Brian rolls into town, he can keep rolling through, empty-handed. What if she's lying? I'm not. Why would I lie about someone trying to kill me? That's what happened before. If she's lying, and I highly doubt she is, we'll know exactly where to find her. Now, put her in the cellar. I... You'll be paying for the repairs. There'll be no repairs, because there'll be no damages. In you get then. Let's see if anyone comes by. If they do, I'll move them on, and I'll stop three times to let you know it's all safe. Thank you, both of you. Welcome to Mosley. This is Mosley. You've heard of it? I've been there. Hopped from city ship to city ship, drank their finest teas in the shadow of the statue of Kithal, watching new arrivals pay their respects to the god of settlers. But this, this, this is all sand and corrugated iron. A stiff breeze could bring it all tumbling down. Perhaps you went to a different Moslin? I don't think I did. I'm starting to believe that statue might never have been here at all. Is that a problem? Yes, but not for the two of you. Well, here we are. Craddock's Clinic. That's promising. Hello? Dr. Craddock? You there? Oh, oh tarnation. Never getting that working again, am I? Oh. <clears throat> Good afternoon. Uh, apologies for the delay. I was tending to one of my more mechanical patients. Dr. Alistair Craddock at your service. How may I? Ah, uh, I see, yes. Uh, come through. Uh, sit yourself on the gurney. <laughs> Mechanical patients? Well, what with us being such a small town population, I tend to the service robots, too. Uh, the ones that clean the toilets, fix the pipes, or rake the sand to keep it neat. I do the maintenance maintenance, if you like. <laughs> now, 
What caused these? Felicity here has burns from an engine fuel spillage, and Brian was shot with a laser bolt. I see. Oh, sure, get you both walking again in no time. I like the sign. Days since last mortality, 2023. You must be disappointed that the number is so high. Hardly. That's the longest run this town has ever seen. Ah, yes. I misunderstood. Who died? It's a rather morbid question. Uh, but fair. They were under my care. I wish I could have done more to save him. I, uh, uh, I, I should get on with treating your friends, Doctor. W would you mind waiting outside? Can he not stay? No, no, I should tell the authorities about your bandits. You're leaving? I'll be straight back. You do want to find the people who attacked you, don't you? Uh, yes, of course I do. Sheriff Steele's office is two doors down, and if she's not there, she'll be holed up in Samson's cantina. Can't miss the sign, big gaudy thing. Thank you. You two, take care of each other while I'm gone. I will never leave her side. You know, it's heartening. Wherever I go across the universe, there are always people so willing to help each other, regardless of circumstance. Oh, and Doctor. Yes, Doctor? I don't suppose you know where I might find the statue of Kithal, do you? Kittle! That snake owes me money! Thought not. Thank you. See anything? Some dandified fellow coming out of Craddock's. Think it might be this Brian? Could be. Don't see anyone else. Strange, he's going to my offices. Any chance he's just gonna hand himself in? People are rarely that generous, especially criminals. Wait, he's out again, heading this way. Oh. <laughs> Let me do the talking. That pleasure is all yours. Hello. Uh, you wouldn't happen to be Sheriff Steele, would you? As it so happens, I am. How can I be of service, young man? I want to report a crime, an attack, just outside town. You're looking mighty fine for someone who's been in a fight, Mr... Doctor. That's because I wasn't involved. I've just carried the two victims to your clinic. If you're a doctor, why'd you take him up to Craddock's? Couldn't you patch him up? Why does everybody assume I'm carrying around a hospital supply cupboard? There's more than one kind of doctor. So, what brings you to a sauna? Well, I had planned on some sightseeing. Shh, a tourist? You are on the wrong planet. Don't I know it? So, they ain't with you, the two at Craddock's. No, I only just met them. Their ship crashed. They said they came from Hawkesilet. I've heard of it. These folk got names. I should probably go over and see them. Felicity and Brian. Oh. What was that? We get rats. I don't suppose you've had any other strangers in town today. You're the first new face all week. Ain't that right, Samson? Uh-huh. I see. I'm worried about these bandits, Sheriff. They may be after more loot or a place to hide out. Is there another way in here? Through the cellar, perhaps? Is this a trap? Hold it right there, Mr. Doctor. You seem very concerned for your rats. Everything in this town is under my protection. I'm not a threat. I'll make up my own mind. I've been sheriff in Moslin just over 10 years. Congratulations. We've had 2,023 days crime-free. Remarkable and coincidental. How about you just keep walking out of town? Because, Sheriff, I don't think 
You have rats in your cellar. I think you're hiding someone down there. Have you seen the sign? I would be more worried if you had a sign saying, fugitives hiding here. Who are they? Seems odd for the town sheriff to shelter bandits. Don't it just. <laughs> Where's Felicity? Take me to her now! Aha! Hello. You must be another survivor. Now, now, Miss Sophie. You and the doc need to get your story straight. Is there going to be shooting, Sheriff? Because if there is, can you take this outside? No one is shooting anyone. I have reported a crime, and I will assist if you need me. If you don't, I have an entirely different mystery to solve. You stay where you are. Oh, please. Sheriff, I need to know Felicity's safe. She is. She did well to scare off those bandits. The town doctor is looking after both her and Brian. Were you with them too? Oh, I'm with Felicity, not with Brian. And there were no bandits. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm confused. So who attacked your friends? Is it getting hot in here? High noon coming and the suns are in full force. Samson, go out the back and mix us up some iced tea. Yes, ma'am. Making up tall tales is thirsty work. I think it's time for the truth, don't you? Righty then. That's you both patched up as best as I can manage. Ah, oh, yes. Thank you so much, Doctor. Ah, you're welcome, little lady. Don't get called on for much more than a stub toe these days. How long before I can walk properly again? Injury's gonna take a couple of days to heal completely, but I'll get you something to keep the pain away. I had call from my meds recently. I keep me in the back. No, uh, that won't be necessary. Please, Felicity. No need to be brave. Thank you, Doctor. Anything to help my friend back to 100% health would be very welcome. Sit tight. I'll be right back. Don't you try anything. I've got my gun, remember? I also remember you not using it when you had the opportunity. Uh, uh, Mr. Ball says your gun is out of power. <laughs> oh, yes. I think she is. What are you doing? Please, hold still. Get the ball away from me! I wouldn't want to kill you by accident. I could always make it look like an accident. No! You shouldn't lie. It can seriously damage your existence. Don't! You have nothing to fear from me, Felicity. Mr. Ball, on the other hand, has the power of life and death over you. Felicity is my wife. Your wife? She and Brian never mentioned Hush it. Hush now, Doctor. The gun means I get to ask questions. And, and this Brian wants you dead? That's right. Why would Brian want you dead? I said hush! Brian's an assassin, employed by Flick's father to kill me and return her home. Young lady, how does all this end up on my doorstep, huh? That's exactly what I'd have asked. In the desert, Flick shot Brian so I could escape. He was chasing us. We crashed. What? Why? Well, we didn't mean to. Brian was after us. We stole a ship. We didn't have a plan. He shot us out the sky. Why does Felicity's father want you dead? 
On Horkasilic, parents can engineer the perfect child, tamper with genetics, create what they consider to be a flawless son or daughter. Literal designer babies. That's a disturbing degree of control. Flick's father paid a huge amount to construct her just the way he wanted her. A daughter who would dote on him and love him above all else for eternity. He made a promise to do this almost as soon as she could speak. And then she broke that promise. He wanted to keep her trapped. Forever daddy's little girl. But she wanted a different life. She loves me. And I love her. Being without her is more suffocating than this desert heat. You're stirring up the old romantic in me. Stop it. I am so sorry. If I had had the slightest notion Felicity was in danger, I would never have left her. My instincts are usually so good with this kind of thing. Brian can be very convincing. Well, if this is all true, surely Brian wants to keep hold of your wife as bait. Yes, he needs her alive to lure you back and finish the job. Felicity is in no immediate danger. Oh, I can't bear to think of her trapped with that monster. She won't be for long. We'll get her out, I promise. Okay, now. Now, you, doctor, what's your part in this? A complete accident. I came here to see a statue. <laughs> a statue? Who cares about a statue? Because it's gone missing. There's something wrong on Athana. Athana's a dust ball in the middle of nowhere. But it's home. What's so wrong with it? It should be a world of water. Cities made of ships, bustling harbors, and towering over it all, the giant statue of Kithar, one of the wonders of the universe. You sure you don't have a stash of moonshine out in the desert, Doc? I'm sure. And it's not just Athana. I've never heard of Horkasilek. I'm sorry, Sylvia. I'm not sure that your world, your whole society, should even exist. Uh, what? Don't get me wrong. I'm very happy you and Felicity exist, but... There are hardly any settlers here. What are you implying? The Athana I know is populated by colonists from across the universe. That's why Kitha, the god of settlers himself, has his statue here. That darn statue again? It's not about the statue. It's what it represents. Or rather, what its absence represents. When something as steadfast, solid, and fixed in time as the statue of Kithal just disappears, there must be something very wrong with time itself. Something wrong with... With time. All right, Sheriff. You want an explanation? Brace yourself. My father wants you to bring me back alive. Even if you wanted to, you can't kill me. Those were my instructions. But Mr. Ball has a direct line to my innermost thoughts and impulses. Like all living creatures, I only control my actions, not my thoughts. What does that mean? In order to kill me, you would think, I will kill Brian with my gun. Your cerebral cortex must then send a signal to your spinal cord, where your motor neurons would decode that message and set in motion the complex muscular responses necessary to move your finger to pull the trigger to emit the laser from your weapon. Mr. Ball is my brain and my weapon. Thought alone is faster than any laser. If I wish to kill you, I simply have to think it. If you kill me, my father will kill you. Craddock's coming back. Hide your gun. Put your stupid ball down. Very well. 
Well, I, I looked high and low, but I am clean out of everything. Best I can prescribe is a good night's rest. I'll finish those dressings, then we'll find you some rooms at the cantina. Thank you, Doctor. Asties. Glad there's been no shooting, Sheriff. So far. The doctor here was just telling me how he travels through space and time in a magic box. Maybe it'd be a mercy killing. I can prove it. If I could just get back to my TARDIS. <laughs> TARDIS? TARDIS, yes. It's the name of my ship. You've heard us both out. Now, please, let me go to Felicity. I'll come, too. I feel responsible leaving her with Brian. What did I miss? A whole load of hooey. Do me a favor, Samson. Keep an eye on the street. Let me know the second you see anyone leaving Craddock's place. Will do, Sheriff. Well, Miss Steele, or can I call you Catherine? You cannot. It's Sheriff Steele. You're going to stop pointing that gun? Whatever you think of me, clearly Sophie is in need. You don't strike me as someone who refuses a cry for help. Don't I? Well, maybe I should once in a while. <laughs> Robbers, elopements, now assassins and time travelers. If this is what's coming to Moslin, I need to sort it out. Craddock's adding over two others. That'll make four new customers in one day. That's got to be a record. Samson, one of them is an assassin. At least they'll be able to pay. We need a new plan. Samson, get that trap door open. But I don't harbor fugitives. I am the sheriff of this town, and I say you do. <sighs> you want us back under the floor? No, let me talk to you. According to your accounts, a ruthless killer is about to walk into this establishment. I am the law here, and I want to see his next move for myself. He don't know either of you are here. Let's keep it that way. A brave move, Sheriff, but I'd feel better if I were with you. Do it for the ladies, Doctor, and trust me. Woo! Shields to the max, y'all. Almost high noon, and it's a scorcher. Will there be many customers in this cantina? I don't suppose you get a lot of tourists. Uh... Don't tend to frequent the place myself. The sheriff is likely to be there. Hey, Samson! Ah, Doc. Meet my new patients and friends. Good day, sir. My name is Brian. This is Felicity. Hello. They're looking for somewhere to rest up for the night. Well, I got vacancies. Come on in. Careful on the step now, folks. Thank you. Thank you. Are you sure you got room to spare? Oh, I guess you do. Uh. Howdy, Sheriff. Mr. Craddock. She's the police. We shouldn't disturb the other customers. Welcome, one and all, to Samson's Cantina. Come over to the bar and we'll get you fixed up. What a delightful ambience. May I say what an honor it is to meet the eponymous Samson. You may, uh, but this place was actually named after my great-grandfather. I come from a long line of Samsons. Apologies. Please pass my congratulations on to your great-grandfather. Well, he's long dead. Killed by my grandfather. Time's sure were different. Maybe, but it's still brutal out there. 
These poor souls got attacked by bandits outside town, came to me to patch them up. I heard something about that. Really? From whom? Uh, uh... Fancy fella in the velvet coat, remember? Of course it was. Uh, well, I guess you both need to rest up. Will that be one room or two? Two. One. Huh? Uh, forgive the discrepancy. Felicity speaks from a considerate place. Such a kind mistress. Beg pardon? I am her bodyguard, employed by her father to protect her at all times. It is my sworn duty, so I can never leave her side. Really, Brian? You can take a break for one night. Not with your injury, I insist. One room it is. I'll give you the one with the toilet. Sign your names in the book and then I'll show you upstairs. Oh, no. They can't be alone together. He won't hurt her, not without finding you first. Oh, where's Catherine? Why isn't she helping? She knows what she's doing. Now, shh. Anything I can do to help you today, Sheriff? No, you relax, Craddock. You've been working. Have a drink with me before the ass melts. Really? Samson made way too much for me. Am I lonesome? Sit down. This way, folks. No bags? The uh, bandits took everything. I have one question. The man who rescued us in the desert, the doctor, you said you'd seen him. Do you know where I might find him now? We would like to thank him, wouldn't we, Felicity? Yes, I'd dearly love to find him, please. I sent him on his way. Wasn't entirely convinced by his manner, raving on about some statue. Told him this town ain't big enough for two doctors. Did you, really? Where did he go? Back to his clinic. Long gone now. A pity. Come on, Felicity. Let us get some rest. Wait. Samson, you did tell him about the rule. The rule? The no weapons rule. In the rooms, you understand. You folks don't have anything like that on your person, do you? You're carrying a gun. She's the sheriff. And weapons are allowed down here. We just want to avoid domestics between guests. A sensible precaution. In the spirit of cooperation, you should hand in your firearm, Miss Felicity. It's out of charge. There's no harm in me keeping it. Ah, but it could be recharged. Best give it to Mr. Sampson. Okay. What about yours, Brian? I don't carry a weapon. Sure about that? Thought you said you were a bodyguard. I am. Don't mind if I frisk you? Please, go ahead. I am only too happy to comply with local laws, Sheriff Steele. Okay, I guess you're clean. Hmm. Go ahead, Samson. Your room key. It's on the first floor. I'll show you the way. Why would she do that? Take away Flick's only protection. She was trying to disarm Brian. Oh, she's betrayed us. I don't think so. Oh. Coast clear. Oh, about time. <sighs> Last. Oh, well, look here. What's all this? Mind your own, Craddock. No need to be rude, Sheriff. 
Dr. Craddock seems a kindly soul. Hello again. Too kindly for his own good. Your gal Felicity Hyde's been a damsel in distress pretty well, don't she? <laughs> She's the strongest woman I know. If I didn't know any better, I'd have swallowed their story. <laughs> you didn't lift a finger to help her. Sophie, the sheriff is helping. Brian might not be carrying a gun, but we've no idea what kind of threat he poses. He's a trained assassin, you say? He is. Flick's father paid a lot of money to hire him. So Catherine did everything she could without raising his suspicions, is that right? Not just a pretty tail cold, are you, son? All right, we need to regroup and plan our next move. How about your office, Sheriff? I, I, I was wondering, might I be of assistance? I said keep your nose out. You spent time in Craddock's surgery. Maybe he overheard something. His insight could be useful. <laughs> insight? That'll be the day. Well, I'm sorry, I... I got nothing to offer, Doc. Come on! We've got to come up with a plan. Okay, Mr. Doctor. Take my keys. Get yourselves out of sight. I will join you presently. Shields up. It's hot out there. Brian may be willing to wait, but we don't know how long his patience will last. If we dangle some bait, draw him out, he may make mistakes. Now, I've got the beginnings of an idea. Sophie, come on. No need to show me up like that, Sheriff. Last time you trusted your insight, we all know what happened. I thought with the iced tea, you was warming to me. You thought wrong. I have told you how sorry I am. Yeah, but the fact remains, you had two patients, a criminal and a lawman. You treated the wrong guy first. I know you and Deputy Jed were close. He was a good man. The best. He didn't deserve to go like that. The out-of-towners' injuries seemed worse. They weren't. Jed only winged him stopping the holdup at the bank, so he was fit enough to kill my deputy, then hide out in Samson's cellar till I smoked him out myself. How many times can I apologize? If I could get someone to take over my clinic, I would. You're a glorified maintenance man. We stayed out of each other's way all this time. Let's keep it like that till you retire. What about the strangers? The fellow with the tentacles acts mighty strange. Is... is he the assassin? I'll manage without your help. Tell Samson I'll be in touch. Sorry, Sheriff. So, you need anything, anything at all. Just use the phone to call down to the bar like I showed you. Your tour of the room and its facilities have been extremely thorough. I especially enjoyed the variety of towels on offer. We'll be telling all our friends back home. That will be kind. Oh, and Miss Felicity, there's another bathroom along the hall. I can show you. She has had a long day. She needs to rest. Maybe I should demonstrate those window catches one more Thank time. Thank you for your help, Samson. We no longer require your services. All of a sudden, I am very tired. <sighs> like Brian says, there's nothing more you can do for us. Okay, sure. Uh, let me know if you change your mind. How's it going to look if you leave a trail of bodies behind you? They can sometimes make very pretty patterns. I won't let anyone get killed because of me. At least one more death is unavoidable. Because of you? Because of my father. In any case, Sophie's gone. 
She escaped. Forget her. On the contrary. I have a feeling she is very close at hand. Now, sit down. And so, we wait. Sheriff! No trouble, I hope. I sensed an atmosphere between you and Craddock. The old goat should have been put out to grass a long time ago. Don't want him interfering. So what now? All the doctor's done while we waited is fiddle with his heat shield. It's part of a plan. Could I borrow yours as well, Sophie? <sighs> Go on, then. But don't get too comfortable. I'm thinking your best option is to skip town. Go with the doc in his time-traveling clinic. No, I can't. Not without Felicity. If you're right about all this, Brian will bring her along when he goes chasing after you. Or else he'll take her home and you'll know exactly where she is. Either way, y'all won't be my problem. I'm getting the impression you're reverse to confrontation, Sheriff. Your shield too, if I may? Um, oh. Whatever. We don't want trouble here. I can see you're a good girl, and you don't mean no harm. I mean no harm to you. So hot-footed out of Muslin and off of Tharna before our sun set. I won't have another death on my watch. I won't leave. Being in love shouldn't be a crime punishable by death. Hear, hear. I'm sorry, Sheriff, but the time for caution is over. What we need now is more direct action. But no one needs to die today. Can't you arrest Brian? Lock him up? We could storm the place, but he don't seem the tap to come quietly. And if he's cornered, that puts his hostage at risk. So, our best chance is distraction, which I have been working on. Here, put your shields back on. Uh, Sheriff, whatever you're doing, uh, I'd like to help. We don't need your help! Of course you can. With this plan, the more the merrier. Dr. Craddock, if I could take a look at your heat shield. Patience, Mr. Ball. I know. Her father said we're to return her in one piece. But he didn't say which piece. Are you comfortable, Felicity? Ah! All things come to those who wait. Hello? Brian. This is the doctor. I know who you are and what you want, and I have a proposal. Go on, although I must warn you, I don't get along with bounty hunters, an unappealing profession, but they can make excellent wall hangings. Let Felicity go. No, give me Sophie. I assume you know her whereabouts. We need to finish this. Meet me in the bar. Two minutes. Till death do you part. <laughs> uh, another drink, Doc, while you're waiting? A man can only drink so much iced tea. Company's on its way. Go on out the back, Samson. It may get messy. Send my friends through when they're ready. I ain't gonna argue. Just watch the veneer. Good luck! I was hoping you'd be alone. Is there any way to treat a lady? A transparent ruse. Lure me downstairs so your accomplice could free her. 
It seemed unwise to let Felicity out of my sight. I am correct, am I not? You and Sophie are in league. Let Felicity go, Brian. That is the exact opposite of my job. I take great pride in my work. Let's make a deal. I already have a contract. Payment for the completion of two simple tasks. One, return Felicity to her father. Two, kill Sophie. I have a better offer. If you can't deal with him, you can deal with me. Doctor, there are two of you. How novel. Actually, make that three of us, sugar. Doctor, careful with that gun. I don't want to sully my reputation. Now three is a crowd. Holograms? Guess again, Varmin. Oh, all of me is real, especially my girl. I see I shall have to kill all three of you. The party's just getting started. Hello, Brian. Fine. I shall kill all four of you. No need. Are you OK, Felicity? Good. Brian, give her back now and we can work something out. Ah, I see. One of you is Sophie. But which one, honey? Me or me, you critter? Uh, Mr. Ball and I simply wish to fulfill our contractual obligations. We only need kill one of you, but we shall enjoy killing all four, shan't we? He's taking the ball away. Get him! No, no, wait. I'm gonna save you myself, Felicity. Ah! Felicity, I've got you. Indeed. Sadly, burning through that shield seems to have quite exhausted Mr. Ball. A pity. That's all the pity you'll see. Uh, oh, this is sexy. Stop firing, Catherine. We've got Felicity. I don't understand. Where's Sophie? I'm here. So. Smart move. I had no idea yeah, these shields were multi-purpose. Simple when you know how. Sure, about as simple as time travel. Okay, nobody leave till I'm back. Back from where? That tentacle critter just killed Craddock. It's my job to bring him to justice. Hold on, Catherine. His ship is damaged. Brian has got nowhere to run. He's heading out of town. That leg will slow him down. As soon as I get a clear shot, he's a goner. No more killing, please. Why did Craddock rush him? He wanted to be a hero. Why would he want that? A while ago, Craddock made a mistake. Someone dared me dad. Let me guess. 2,023 days ago. Ah. Ugh, ah. This heat. Shields up, Doc. He's on that dune. Where is he heading? There's nothing out that way. Oh, yes, there is. My TARDIS. Come on. You came back for me. Of course I did. It's what I promised when we got married. Say, what happened here? I'm sorry. Craddock's dead. The poor man died saving me. Guess he finally took his retirement. Rest in peace, Doc. Where's everyone else? Oh, Brian ran. The sheriff and the doctor went after him. Uh, we should see if they need help. Leave them be. I'm not letting you out of my sight. Not ever again.
I'd give up if I were you, Brian. Her doors won't open that easily. But I do so need to escape this planet. Not gonna happen. You killed Craddock. There's a heavy price to pay for that round here. Catherine. I don't suppose he would consider coming closer so I could kill you with my bare hands? No. Oh, very well. I surrender. Too late for that. No. Darn it. Never knock a lady when she's shooting. Were you raised in a barn? I don't like guns. Brian, I'm gonna make you an offer. Safe passage off this world so long as you break your contract with Felicity's father. But we had an arrangement. One that's gonna get broken when I kill you, saphead. Quite. What's that, Mr. Ball? Until you're recovered, I have no choice but to accept. Oh, well, dear me. <sighs> I agree. Good. Now get out of the way so I can open the doors. What's this? Wow! What's going on? I don't know. Something is pulling her into the vortex. You've broken our agreement, Doctor! This isn't my doing. I don't know what's going on. Quickly, jump aboard! Sheriff! What's happening? What? Was that the Doctor? And Brian! Good riddance to him, I guess. Now I just got you two to deal with. We'd like to stay. I can't let my father know where we are. Because he'd want you back. He'd want to control me. But we're finally free of him. We can start rebuilding our lives together. Please, Sheriff. We need to lie low. For a while. Will you help? Damn it. You're doing it again. Come on. I need to let Samson know to make up the honeymoon suite. Brian, take my hand. Uh, with pleasure. Stop trying to kill me. I'm trying to save your life. You lied to me, Doctor. You're probably not even a real doctor. This isn't my doing. Let me help you inside. If you fall into the vortex... Mr. Ball is feeling better. He wants a word, Doctor. Stop this! I can't keep hold of you. I'm losing my grip. Goodbye, Doctor. Stop this! Just take my hand. No! no. with me, old girl? Well, Don, question is, where? Do not move. Oh, no. You are a prisoner of the Daleks!
You have been listening to Doctor Who, Time Lord Victorious, He Kills Me, He Kills Me Not, by Carrie Thompson. The Doctor was played by Paul McGann, Brian, Silas Carson, Sophie, Melanie Stevens, Felicity, Misha Malcolm, Catherine, Pauline Eyre, Craddock, Martin McDougall, Samson, Jack DeVos, and the Daleks, Nicholas Briggs. The producer was Alfie Shaw, script editor Matt Fitton, director Scott Hancock, and executive producers Nicholas Briggs and Jason Hay Gallery. Hello, I'm Alfie Shaw, and I'm the producer of He Kills Me, He Kills Me Not. The brief we got from James Goss for this one was to have Brian meet the Eighth Doctor and have the Doctor try and foil Brian's assassination attempts either of the Doctor or somebody else. One of the main challenges that we had recording the Time Lord Victoria stories was we were all set to go into studio when the global lockdown of 2020 came into effect. Luckily, we managed to, to have one recording day, so we got a few people done then, but everyone was then done separately from uh, their homes, and there was a, a sort of tense few days when we were sort of working out how we could do it and if we could do it. And uh, it really just absolutely massive congratulations and heartfelt thanks must go to Scott Hancock, who has was just amazing at getting everyone to record and did all the sessions. And when you listen to it now, you have no idea that all of these people were not in the same room. Miss? Felicity. And this is... I am Brian. Delighted to meet you both. Pity about the circumstances. Hello, my name is Scott Hancock. I am the director of Doctor Who. He kills me, he kills me not. Recording people individually is a much harder process because uh, when cast are together, they naturally feed off each other. They, you know, they react to one another, which is what you want. Uh, when they're recording in isolation, you, as a director, you need to give the energy to make sure that everybody's feeding off the energy that other actors have given or that you hope they will give. So, uh, as a director, it takes a lot more time because basically you have to prep a script for every individual actor. So if there's a cast of six or seven, you're basically doing six or seven different versions of the script to make sure everything ties in. Whereas, obviously, when you've got everyone in a room together, um, you only need to prep it the once. And then, obviously, you've got the discrepancies of different studio setups and, and things like that. So technically, you need to make everything match up. But, you know, we've been doing it for years on Torchwood because of scheduling. So, actually, when this came up and we were told we'd have to record everybody solo, it didn't throw me quite as much as it might otherwise have done. I'm Paul McGann and I played Doctor Number 8. When I was a kid, Westerns were... This makes me sound really old. I I can actually remember Saturday morning flicks. Uh, and a lot of them were westerns, you know, um, which I adored. And later on, seeing like masterpiece westerns or the John Ford westerns, and yeah, I like a western. And also, I mean, also I'm big into—I probably told you this anyway—into silent movies, you know. And westerns were getting made in you know, before the First World War. It's old hat. In fact, westerns were being made probably while the West was still being won. This is all sand and corrugated iron. A stiff breeze could bring it all tumbling down. If things are kind of stock, as you put it, uh, I think you have more of a sense of where the thing is heading. 
Um, the characters tend to be quite broad, broadly painted, broadly drawn, broadly sketched. Um, so, you know, you have a lot of fun with it. That's the thing. Yeah, I've shaken the hand of a few ouds in my time. I'll have you know. Round, round the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've had some good conversations with, with the odd ood dude, none of whom were rude. <laughs> I've met the ood, yeah. I've, I've done a scene with an ood. It's glamour, isn't it? That's part of the glamour, mate. When James introduced us to the character of Brian the Ood Assassin, my brain just lit up and went, this is a script for Carrie. I'm Carrie Thompson, and I wrote, he kills me, he kills me not. Working on this project has been a huge amount of fun. It's been really interesting to work to someone else's brief in this way, um, when the story is in place and just taking those bones and running with it and creating some really interesting, fun, dynamic characters and scenes. And also getting to write for um, Paul McGann. Absolute dream. Brian the Ood. Well, where do I start, really? I think he might be one of my favourite characters I've ever written. And I don't say that lightly. Um, yeah, he's wonderful. I mean, I've always had a soft spot for the Ood. So when this came through, I was delighted to have to, in the name of research, go back and watch The Satan Pit and Planet of the Ood, all of those episodes, um, just to remind myself, of course, about them and their journey in the Doctor Who universe and he obviously is anomalous and um, you know probably the only assassin Ood so yeah it was really interesting to subvert subvert the character qualities I suppose of the Ood and write something really fun and I, I feel like there's a real tension with him obviously you know appearances can be deceiving and no none more so than with brian i wouldn't want to kill you by accident i could always make it look like an accident i was really keen to make sure we got um silas in not not just for continuity because he is the established voice of the ood but i genuinely couldn't think of anyone who would be better at conveying that lovely sense of i suppose servitude but also with that lovely um, menace of, of a creature that is desperate to kill you, and I love, I love the the whole thing with Mister Ball. I mean, it, Brian is absolutely psychotic, and I think part of uh, part of that comes across in the fact that he's chosen the name Brian, which is so um, presumably meant to be a lovely cover in that it, it's so innocent and cuddly, um, but does sort of attract attention. My name is Silas Carson and I am reprising the Ood, but this time uh, in the guise of Brian, who's a fabulous assassin. He's called Brian. The Oods always have silly names, don't they? I love that he's called Brian. It's perfect. I just love doing the Oods in all of their different forms and, and guises. They're just such gorgeous little creatures. So even as an assassin... You know, it's um, it's just a privilege to me. It's so much fun. But yes, as you know, an ood as an assassin means that there's just a lot more range for um, for evilness. <laughs> it's a joy. I wouldn't need to run. You 
wouldn't need to run and she wouldn't need to breathe. Yeah, as always, these scripts are just so much fun. You know, they're, they're great stories. Uh, there's a lot going on, but they're wonderfully tongue-in-cheek. So I had great pleasure reading it, as I always do. I'm just really grateful to be able to to be here recording Isolation. It's um, it, it's strange, you know. I I miss the interaction with the other actors in the room, uh, but we live in very very strange times, and it's just uh, a real pleasure, I I think, to be able to carry on working if with disembodied voices. <laughs> Hi, so I'm Pauline, Pauline Eyre, and I play Sheriff Catherine. <laughs> um, yeah, my reaction to being off of this was that my agent texted me on Friday and um, and there were expletives in my answer, which finished with a very resounding yes. Quite excited. I am quite well known. I do stand-up comedy and I'm quite well known for always having my TARDIS backpack on me. So, yeah, I was quite excited to get asked to do this. Morning, Sheriff. What can I get you? Just a water, thanks. So... Yeah, Catherine's pretty, yeah, she's pretty hardened, isn't she? She's She's been through some stuff and she's pretty hardened and she mostly likes to keep a very tight ship on her little town and she likes things very peaceful and she's angry with Dr Craddock from things that happened in the past and she just wants peace and quiet and to sit in her bar and drink water. Um, so she doesn't, she's not excited about these weird people coming from another planet to try and to create havoc. Isn't it bizarre? A final chance to work on Doctor Who, and I didn't even get to meet him. Um, I, it was it's it was weird and wonderful doing this in isolation. It's actually just brilliant to be able to get out of the house and do some work. Um, uh, and and you know, at least I wasn't completely thrown by. Oh my God, that's Paul McGann. So I think you know, I think if I ever did get to work with him, I'd be really quite cool about it now. <laughs> get me. <laughs> Hi, I am Melanie Stevens, and I am playing Sophie Russell. Hiya, uh, my name's Misha Malcolm and I'm playing Felicity. But we should see if they need help. Leave them be. I'm not letting you out of my sight. So I've really enjoyed the experience of doing my first big finish. Um, obviously we're in isolation, so I'm actually in a cupboard, but um, I think it sounds great, and I've really enjoyed it. Recording in isolation has been an experience. It's uh, a lot of um, learning. It's a learning curve, and it's uh, lots of mistakes have been happening. But um, it's actually been quite exciting being able to create your own studio in the weirdest of places. And actually, it's surprised me how well it works. So yeah, this is like a, a different experience because obviously we don't have the other actors to bounce off but the script is so like vivid I feel I can kind of imagine what's going on. Not having the other actors in the room is has probably been the most challenging uh, not being able to work off them however it does make you uh, make your imagination spread a little wider because you have to uh, be thinking how exactly that actor is going to be saying that line and how you would react. So it's it's been more difficult, but a great challenge to um, to have done. Uh, I've really enjoyed playing Felicity um, in this audio drama. I feel like she's the kind of character that I would like to have the opportunity to play more often. She's really strong. She's brave. She's smart. Um, 
yeah, she's just really going for what she wants and she's really courageous. So I quite enjoy trying to tap into that part of myself. If we all have that part, yeah. Sophie struck me as a character who um, knows what she wants, knows what she loves, and she's not afraid to tell people um, how she's feeling and she's not shy. Not much different to myself. So <laughs> um, that I would say that I didn't take any specific influence from other characters to play her. Um, just honed in on um, being uh, outspoken and uh, and strong. Uh, my name is Martin McDougall, and I am playing Dr. Craddock. They were under my care. I wish I could have done more to save him. I, uh, uh, I, I should get on with treating your friends, Doctor. W would you mind waiting outside? You may not believe this, but my first reaction was uh, joy because my first words, according to my mother, I was born in Scotland, uh, were, I am a Dalek. Yeah. So I was watching um, it back in the early 60s or whenever, 65, I guess it must have been. Yeah. So I've always wanted to, yeah, to do something to do with Doctor Who. I think it's uh, awesome. The thing that... that comes across for me uh, about Craddock is how what a sad uh, person he is that because he's trapped in this small town on this in this kind of uh, strange desert world that he's constantly having to relive this incident uh, that happened many years ago where he was or he holds himself responsible for the death of uh, a deputy um, and thereby, because he treated the wrong person or treated them in the wrong order, he allowed the deputy to die and instead treated the, the bad guy because he had worse uh, injuries. So he, he did the right thing as a doctor, but is paid the, the price for that. The, the, the influences that immediately come to mind are just sort of generic uh, kind of John Ford movies and the, the idea of... Uh, you know, the dusty town in the middle of nowhere. It's almost like a ghost town, even though people are living there. And the also the thing about the, the heat I thought was interesting, that notion of um, that they, they have to be insulated constantly from this kind of overwhelming um, atmosphere. My name is Jack DeVos, and I play Samson. Yeah, my first big finish is a... It's a lot of fun. Um, it's obviously different than what you're used to, I suppose. Uh, we got a little setup in a closet here, so it's definitely not the the big studio you're used to. Um, it, you know, you kind of miss having the the other actors there, the camaraderie of uh, recording together. But um, yeah, it's good. It's always good to keep involved while while we're doing the isolation. So yeah, so um, there's a. I think he's a really genuine character. I think he's just trying to make a living out there. So. You can take a lot of uh, uh, sort of influence from, I mean, I took some influence, I think, from Deadwood, as I said earlier. Um, one of the characters who's the, uh, the innkeeper there was definitely an influence for me.